Hey, what's up, world? This is your boy Nino, and you are listening to Against the Grain. Get your hands up. Keep your hands where I can see them. Don't move. Those are the words that I heard on a Friday night as I stood in line at a Little Caesars after a football game. This was the first time I ever had a gun pointed in my face by a police officer. All because my cousin, my friend, and me matched the description. Three black males, two tall, one short. What I want to know is, when is it that little black boys go from being little black boys and they transition into being potential suspects? As a young boy, I can remember walking up to a police car and asking for baseball cards. Either the officer gave us some or he told us that we have to catch him another time because he's all out. I can remember walking up to a police officer, having a conversation, telling him that I wanted to be a firefighter. And I thought it was cool that he was a police officer. And then he showed me the different things that he had on his belt or he showed me how the handcuffs work. I can remember those things, but I do not remember when I turn from a little boy into a potential suspect. This is one of the things that I think we need to address in America. Uh, I'm not saying that it will solve uh, all the issues that we have in regards to uh, community and police relations. I just feel as if if we can find the root of the problem that our future interactions with police officers, at least as, at least as young black men, can be more positive and that we can also pass those positive um, interactions down and share those with our, our family, friends, and our loved ones. So the, the situation I, I, I described at the Little Caesars, uh, that was the first time I had a gun pointed to my face by a police officer. Uh, the second time came when I was in my fourth year of college. Notice I said my fourth year, not my senior year. It took me five years to finish. Um, but I was in the house and I was warming up tacos. Uh, me and my cousin was talking and I remember hearing a big boom uh, at the front door. So I thought, you know, one of my roommates was joking. It was about five of us actually lived in the house. Um, and then I heard some 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 feet running up the stairs, but I paid no real attention to it. Uh, so I threw my my taco meat into the microwave. And then I started to wash my hands. And when I turned around, there was an officer with two hands on a weapon uh, telling me to get my hands up and that I needed to get on my knees. So that's exactly what I did. I got on my knees. They put us in cuffs. They allowed us to sit down on a futon uh, that was nearby. Uh, once things de-escalated, I had an opportunity to talk to the officer in regards to why they were there. Um and he told us that they were there looking for drugs. And I was so confused because I'm like, why would you guys be at our house looking for drugs? Like, nobody sells any drugs out of our house. You know, it was college, so some of my roommates smoked some weed or whatnot, but it was college. Like, who didn't? So, um, he let me see the warrant, and I was like, okay, I guess they get, get to conduct the search. And Well, even if I didn't think they could, they were already doing it. They was ripping our place apart. And I remember asking, uh, what, how did they get the warrant? And he told me that they had come to our house 
on six different occasions for drugs. And I'll be honest, they did come to our house on six different occasions. But the reason they were coming to our house is because we were too loud. We were having parties. We were uh, playing music loudly uh, on the porch in the middle of the day. It was things like that. Never once did they tell us they were coming for drugs. But that's what the warrant said, and that was his reasoning. And I remember them not finding anything. They were so upset. Uh, and they left the house. It was all tore up. I'm talking about uh, they they looked through any and everything. They even checked like the small pockets on T-shirts or uh, polo shirts that are hanging up in the closet. They check shoes. They take soles out of shoes. Uh, they check underneath the mattress. They try to check your pillow sheets. They, they check the linen closet. They, they literally check everywhere. They couldn't find anything. Um, so that pretty much, uh, uh, was another reason I lost a little trust uh, for police officers. Um, and on top of that, just the tension that you, that at least I get as a black man in America, when I get pulled over, like, I swear this has to be the most undescribable feeling ever. So I can try to explain it to you. If you ask any other black man who's ever been nervous when they seen those red and those blue lights behind them, I'm pretty sure they'll say something in a ballpark of, I can't really explain it, but I'll try. Right? So you see the lights or before you see the lights, when you see them, you get nervous. Like you try to make sure that you're going to appropriate speed limit. You're hoping that they're not just going to hop behind you. And if they do happen, happen to hop behind you, you know, you, you try to drive normal, like whatever normal is, you try not to stand out. And once you see those lights come on, you pull over, you're, you're nervous as hell. You don't know what to do. Uh, you know that you need your license, uh, but you just saw uh, the young man uh, in Minnesota get killed after he told the police officer that he had his uh, his, care, his conceal and carry license and that he had a firearm on him. Uh, seven seconds, seven seconds later, he's dead. So you see these types of things on the internet, right? And you see Tamir Rice be shot down um, for playing with the uh, with the play gun, right? So these types of things run through your mind. You think about Trayvon Martin. You think about Mike Brown. You think about uh, what's his name, Austin Sterling. Um, so. These types of things are the things that are replayed over and over. So it's pretty much trauma, right? So you're nervous. You don't want your wallet to be mistaken as a as a gun. You don't want uh, you reaching for your pocket to be mistaken for reaching for a weapon. Like it's it's nerve wracking. But you get the wallet out, get the ID out, you hand it to them. The officer asks you a question. Do you know why I pulled you over? You say no. And then, and then from there, you're just hoping that somehow the tension can be cut. And it's, and although I don't want to take it for anything, I most definitely don't want to lose my life. I most definitely don't want to be a victim of assault or battery by a police officer. And I'm not saying any of these things will happen. It's just, I know that they are possibilities. And on top of that, if I do happen to get into any type of uh, altercation with the police officer where I'm on uh, on on the receiving end of, of a bullet 
or a nightstick. I know that for the most part, no justice will be brought to me or my family. So it's just nerve wracking, right? So, uh, like, I'll be honest. A lot of times when I get pulled over, and I say a lot because I get pulled over enough, um, or my interactions with police, uh, they are, I want to say I have about two interactions per year. I have had two interactions per year since I was about 20 years old. Uh, nothing too serious, though. But anyway, uh, I always feel the need to let the police officer know that I'm doing something with my life, right? Like when I was in school, hey, I'm a student at uh, the university. Or once I got a job, hey, I work for this school district. Um, once I was working on my master's, hey, I'm a, a master's student at this university. I always feel the need to let them know that my life is worth something because personally, I believe that they feel as if my life is worth less. Now, I will say that no, not all police officers are bad. Not all police officers are dicks, right? But that does not mean that I don't look at all of them as, as if they are not bad or as if they will not hurt me i do stereotype police just like people stereotype black people just at, just like i i look like a potential suspect i look at police officers as a potential uh paid vacation for doing something to me so i don't put it past anybody uh because i don't want to end up on a wrong uh, on a t-shirt. I don't want to be a part of the Black Lives Matter movement. So I do try to conduct myself accordingly. Um, I'm not one of those people that just get all quiet when the police pull them over. No, like if you being rude, I'm going to be rude back. I've already called my dad before and told him like, hey, one day the city of Milwaukee or the city of wherever is going to call you and let you know like, hey, uh, we got your son down here. Um, and he's in our ICU, uh, wing because they beat me up because I do, I do have that type of conversation with police officers because I'm a man, you're a man. I understand that you are a police officer, but I don't tolerate disrespect from anybody. I don't care who you are. That's just not my thing. I respect you. If you respect me, if you disrespect me, if I feel as if you're disrespecting me, I have no problem returning that same favor. Um, but like I said in the beginning, I'm really curious to know when is it that black boys turn into suspects because I've been pulled over with a shirt and tie and a suit coat on and and I've been treated like I was coming from court. But in reality, I was actually going to work. Right. So so a lot of people try to say, like, it's the way you guys are dressing is the way you talk or the way you carry yourself. All that is garbage, because I don't know if you know this, but if you do a little research and, and just go on Google and go to Google Images and type in black men being lynched. If you watch, if you look at some of those pictures, some of those pictures are men hanging from trees and like Sunday's best. They're dressing be they're, they're dressing better than I do on a regular basis. Uh, they got they got sports coats on, they got slacks on, they got nice shoes on, they got nice hats on. So don't hit me with the whole idea of it's the image. No, I think everybody needs to be treated. Uh, as individuals, but unfortunately, a lot of black people are treated as they are a part of a group and we are stereotyped. But I just really want to know um, how we can solve that issue and how instead of looking at black men as suspects, we can look at them as people. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it because I don't really want to 
take this conversation all over the place. I want to I, I want to keep it where it where it is. So if you got any questions or any suggestions or you want to shoot me a message, feel free to do so. I'm out.